Now the shotgun start in golf is full of mathematics. Um, there's a lot of a lot of setup work that we have to do in order to make a tournament work. So I'm going to demonstrate to you just exactly how we do a shotgun start here. And here we go. All right, all right, all right. Gentlemen, start your Greetings and welcome to a Wednesday edition of the Shotgun Start. It is April 27th. Andy, how are we doing? Brendan, I'm doing great. I'm back on the uh, central time zone. I'm uh, I'm feeling good. I'm, uh, you know. Got your feet under you a little bit? Yeah, yeah. had a big event last uh, weekend. We never really reconvened on that event, but uh, you're back from the West Coast and now in the central time zone. Are the Bears, hey, is this our last podcast for the draft? Where are the Bears at nowadays? What are they picking? Are, they do they have a second first round? round picks. They, uh, we're just, okay. we, we had a regime that didn't believe in first round picks. So, you know, like many, like many of the recent years, we did not have a first round pick. Okay. We did trade Khalil Mack though, and we picked up an extra second. You know, okay. they might, it sounds like they might, might trade Bob Quinn. Um, you know, just, just gut, gut. Bobby Quinn. <laughs> They're just trying to, I mean, he was like the worst signing ever two years ago. And then last year he set the franchise record for sacks. Okay. So sell high, maybe he's yeah. like, he's like 35 year old. Ed Rusher. I yeah, don't know. I was going to say, it sounds like he's been in the league for a while. I'm, I'm, I'm This is usually a Super Bowl for us, but you know, we've traded all our picks for Deshaun Watson who may or may not play. Uh, in this coming year, so I, I'm kind of I'm not really up to speed on what's going on with the draft. They, I the didn't know. Bears desperately need a receiver. They got they got they got nothing. I mean, they're just like I I don't understand the logic of of drafting a talented rook, a talented quarterback and then <clears> just <throat> having like uh, having no 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 talent around them. Um, yeah. But they yeah. also need a lot of offensive line help. They need they need everything. Yeah, I think there's this is, options. Uh, the one thing I do appreciate about this regime is they aren't doing the patchwork uh, thing that Pace did, which was like we we know we aren't good enough, so let's just trade away all of our picks and try and get better. It's yeah. like we know we suck. Yeah. We know that the last regime really left the cupboard bare. So let's not do anything rash. Let's yeah. let's try and get some more picks. Slowly we aren't going to compete this year. We're going to yeah. be bad. Yeah. Okay. All right. That's sometimes better than these yeah patchwork things, like you said. All right. That's good. You're back home, so you'll be you'll be home for the draft watch party on whatever it is Thursday and Friday. Uh, let's get into it. A, a great. Oh, hey, I got a coral. I got a quibble with you. Um, I'm very taken aback today. Um, you know, I'm now I know full time at the Friday. You know, I joined this. That's a you know, I don't want to talk about ourselves too much. Great place, you know, seems to be doing things the right way. That's the extent of what we'll say. But I'm reconsidering. I don't want to talk about it. We're reconsidering my my change, but my move to come here. Because I was copied on an email, which you sent today, in which you used the phrase, nice to e-meet you with an exclamation point, I believe. E-meet. That is... One very small step away from the kind of office pep bullshit, happy Friday, Friday Eve, you know, Taco Tuesday Eve that I just don't want to be a part of. And I, I was startled 
and alarmed to see my right. company that I work for is using the phrase e-meat in these emails. I can't can deal I, with that kind I, of pep. Can I, can I defend myself here for a second? You it's can. It's not really defend myself. It's, yeah. it's, I believe that this... It's a this terrible gentle, phrase. I believe this gentleman has emailed me a couple times. <laughs> oh, God. I have a not sponsor. Re- a I sponsor, have, too. I have not replied. <laughs> I've forgotten to reply <laughs> numerous times, and which his boss came in over the top <laughs> to introduce him to me, which told me you'd, you'd for, you'd, he, I had forgotten to reply and also that this this gentleman probably said to his boss, Andy's not getting back to me. <laughs> so you because, added a little pep. Because the email came to my old email and it must have been, yeah. maybe you're sending it to the wrong email. There was clearly maybe a discussion that was internal from that a this, sponsor. This transition had not gone as smoothly as they had hoped. <laughs> not to mention then, because yes. they emailed my bad email. I was searching because I read the email. I was doing something and I was like, oh, shit, I need to reply to it. Then for three days, I was searching I my email find- inbox. Wondering if I had archived, you know, when you archive on your phone, yeah, yeah, it, yeah, you like, can never and find you can it. Accidentally archive, and it goes, yeah. and it like is this buried, it's gone, gone. Yeah. You can't find it anywhere. Yeah. So I'm worried that this is what's happened. And then I finally, like three days later, search my old email, and I find it. And then the weekend goes by, I haven't replied. And this morning, it's been five days. I hadn't replied to a couple emails. It was just, if there needed to be some pleasantries and the All email. Right. You got an e-meet. So you had an e-meet. I was, is, I read that. Not, I was like I'm startled, not, jumped out of my chair. All right. But that's a I'm good explanation. I'm trying to justify what I did, but e-meet. I am trying to add some color to the situation and why <laughs> there was so much pep in the email. This is also a sponsor that pays us good money to support this podcast and other ventures. Not some, you know, PR person looking to hawk the latest Swain Aid technology or whatever else. So I get it. All right. All right. E-meet. I, I was like, oh, that's one that's just always been a thorn for me when I see people in that email. Like, I, I know emails are hard to say, but let's get rid of that phrase. All right. Let's let's get into golf here. Um, that is an incredible backstory. <laughs> I love the uh, your assessment of what must have happened. Okay. Well, one of those emails was about getting me a replacement for something that I've lost that I talked about. So, oh, oh, shoot. Oh, shoot. I mean, it was also about like sending me something. <laughs> Go to precisionpro.com, golf.com. Yeah. They're SGS great partners of us. Despite off. us being complete SGS idiots. 20. Yeah. Despite us being complete idiots. All right. Uh, so Phil is, uh, you know, more likely than not uh, dead or disappeared because his agent has come out and, and with a statement that that you know purports him to be alive and considering Wait, playing you golf. Wanna, you don't want to talk about the Mexico Open. No, we're going, news. No, we're, going, we're, we're, we're going with we're the going big news. big story. We're That's not the news. big. The big story isn't the Mexican Open. You want to talk about uh, Jonathan Bird, Tommy Ganey, David Lingmert? Mark Hensby. I want to talk Dutch about... Dutch boy is in playing in Mexico. And, is it, it, you know, it's a great field. Go ahead. What do you want to talk about? I do want to talk about how my um, my 
This is before we talk about Phil. Real quick, I I go log into the my one and done where I make my picks in one of my leagues. The other league, the wonderful people of uh, just pull them right from the pod. I go on and it like organizes by like top ten world ranked players. It goes like ten, ten, ten. So the top ten, I'm looking at the top ten, and number ten is fucking Carlos Ortiz. Number nine is uh. Uh, Lahiri. Number eight is Bassi Munoz. That's wait, wait. These are the top ten ranked players in the world in this field. Yes, Matt Jones is is number six. Lahiri. Yes, Lahiri is the ninth highest ranked player in the field. Jeez. Tringali is six. This is a man. It's never won an event. He's at the butt end of the Cameron zone. Never ever has been relevant in any major championship. He's the end slice of bread of the Cameron zone. That's for sure. I mean, what what world are we living in? It's it's not a good event. This gets 500 FedEx Cup points. (laughs) Same same amount. (laughs) Same amount as uh, the RBC, you know, a couple weeks ago that had like five of the top 10 players in the world at it. Yeah, and only 50 less, 50 fewer than... What? The Riviera. The Riviera. We're all 10 of the top 10 players. Now we're getting to Carlos Ortiz as one of the 10 best players in this field. Eh, He's one on the tour, I guess. You know, it's not not a total chopper. Uh, I'm surprised to hear he's that high in the world. I know he did well at the players, but... Can can you um, guess who the 45th highest ranked player in the the field is? Wait, wait, wait. 45th highest ranked player in this field? Yeah. Um. Whew. Oh God, this is a good one. Uh, Kevin Tway. He's the sixty fourth. Okay. It is uh, Doug Gim. Oh, all right. Rue Rue Knox is forty three. Rue. Like what? What has he done in the last five years? <laughs> <laughs> He won the Irish Open, I think. Didn't he win an Irish Open, non-PGA Tournament? I only know that because you see the Irish Open is like setting down roots at the K Club, which is just a disaster. The DP World Tour announced that. Like, why? It's such an opportunity. And I know it's probably economically and, and financially. Right. It's all about money. Near a big market in Dublin and all that stuff. But like, there's so much possibility in Ireland. I read National Open and it's like going to be at the K Club. All right. Like what, what, what did I do? Why did I, I don't know. I like Rue Knox, K I, Club. I sometimes get frustrated when we don't, we don't spend time on the big story right off the bat. And well, here Phil's, I am diverting it to the... To, to the Phil's agent is purporting that he's still alive and kicking. Rumblings that he might play. Keeping options Potentially. open. Steve Lowe. Or Steve Lowe. Steve Loy uh, issued a statement. He just could not, be Steve Lowe right now. You know, if he's a high or on a high or a low. Uh, he's definitely terrible. on a low right terrible. now. Terrible. Terrible. I mean, I mean, I guess he's what they've lost KPMG and Workday and everything else besides Callaway's paused. I can suppose. I can I tell you a, a cracking joke that I I, I just it would have been a great caddy joke that I told said to Will yesterday. Yeah. So um, well, when you're buttering up the guys you're looping for, with yeah, the bad it was joke. just like okay. it just right. came out. We're playing. We're playing some Monday golf. We, you know, yeah, full disclosure. Yeah. We played yeah. Bel Air. On no. a Monday, no members are around. You know, all over the news, the weekend just bought a house on Bel Air. 
Um, the performer, million, the, the weekend, the, the, okay. seventy million dollar I, I got house. Confused for a second. Will Will hits this just pull dead pull right at the weekend's house. It's Monday, and I say, "Oh, Will, just trying to hit the weekend early." I mean, anybody that listens to this Bel Air member, a caddy, you if can you're use out that there, one. You can free have that of charge. One. You can have that for whenever you see somebody hit it over there. That's pretty good. I like that. That's that's yeah. That's a good. There's, there'll be a lot of jokes. That weekend gives you ample opportunities for uh, one-liners, shitty one-liners like that. All right, Steve Loy, not low, uh, issues a statement on Monday. Our client, Phil Mickelson, is officially registered to play in the PGA Championship as well as the U.S. Open. We have also filed a request on his behalf for a release to play in the first Live Golf Invitational in London, June 9 to 11. This request complies with the deadline of April 25th set forth by the PGA Tour to compete in a conflicting tour event. Phil currently has no concrete plans on when and where he will play. Any actions taken are in no way a reflection of a final decision made, but rather to keep all options open. Um, so this is, uh, there's, there's a couple, well, I, I personally also, think, what, yeah, what? he's got Go the ahead. live stuff going. He just, listen, he's, he's just, I think there's been a lot of damage control that's been going on behind the scenes. What does that mean? With Phil? I think he's just been hibernating, but I I would say that Phil's team is working harder than ever. To rehabilitate him? Just with, to keep, I think it's just to keep things out that could that have been flying uh, around. Oh, there's all I mean, there's all sorts of rumors about everything. And there's more coming probably in Alan's book, Ship Next Book, right? But the best and this is like this is I consider this like absolutely untrue because it seems so cliche one of the rumors at the masters was like he's got like a beard and like hair down to his like shoulders and grew out like full like mountain man deal going like that's like the kind of rumor you would make up when you're trying to figure out like what he's up to like i was like that's that just i can't believe that's possibly true but yeah you're probably talking about something else <laughs> some other kind of things that they're working hard to just keep out of the uh I don't know, public sphere. But anyways, he's he's keeping his options open. A couple of things triggered, you know, triggered from this. This was late Monday. A, he's, you know, alive, rumblings. We may see him play golf again. That honest to God, in the last four months, that seemed like who knows? We might not see him for a year. B, I thought it was notable that the PGA Championship released its own field list and he was on it. That's not a big thing. It's just notable, right? He was, I guess, in the master's field at one point before he took his name out. Allegedly, by his own volition, but, you know, and Fred Ridley claims they didn't disinvite him. Who knows? Uh, So I think it's notable that he's their published PGA field list. Whether he plays or not, still not confirmed. Um, The other thing is, like, he's still serving the Saudi master in a way, right? He's doing the live golf thing. We all talk about his apology letter. That was really more of like, I'm sorry. I called you guys scary MFers and talked about your human rights record and things like that. Um, so the, the live golf, he's going to play. Eh, I don't know if he's going to play. He's registering. He's quali- He's doing the deadline. We'll get in the news more on live golf and going to Doral and, and who might be in this London event. But that is also on the table for him, which is just like, I don't know. It's just uh, everything about Phil right, ne- right now feels just a little icky. 
Does that make sense? It just it just doesn't feel good. And I was thinking about this today, and, and he didn't he didn't you know commit any great crime, right? Like he he said some really terrible, distasteful things. Um, I just wonder. John Rom said today, like this won't leave a mark on his legacy, but I kind of think it might. I kind of think it will. I, I think. It may not be like the first thing we think of when his career's over, but it's going to be a part of how we think of him now at the end. Listen, like what happens in your in your life is obviously going to always leave a lasting imprint. And I'm not saying this is comparable, but like look at Scottie Pippen. The way we think about Scottie Pippen as a bull as as I think about Scottie Pippen as a Bulls fan, you know, has changed over the last year, right? And it, you know. This is the thing. Like what Phil said has nothing to do with his on course legacy, right? And right. Pippen, what the way I think about Pippen as a player has not changed at all. But the way I think about Scottie Pippen as a, you know, an icon of of my favorite basketball team has changed distinctly. And I think that's God. where the the legacy of of Phil Mickelson, you know. I think a lot of stuff's been swept under the rug for a lot of years. Yeah, that's Phil the other carried thing. around this this right. idea that he was an everyman and this great happy-go-lucky guy, and he isn't. He's not. He's been a fraud about that stuff. He's not been that. And yeah. you know, he's the kind of guy that tells you one thing to your face and says something completely different behind your back. And listen, like that's what's changed about Phil. Everybody now knows Phil isn't that and that yeah. was the 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 thing that he carried around and carried with himself and was a huge part of his marketing and popularity appeal amongst golf fans which is crazy it, 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 i just i guess like uh, this release had me start thinking of can i make another quick nba comp because i was thinking about yeah. last night lebron kyrie in oh. a way like i was thinking about kyrie hit arguably the greatest game-winning shot in the NBA Finals of the last however many years. You could say 10, you could say 20, whatever it is. Like, every the world should have been his oyster after that, right? And Phil won the PGA. It's like the, the odd, strange trip he's been on since he won the PGA last year, on the course, off the course. It's like, it had me thinking a little bit of a Kyrie, like what he squandered after hitting that three-pointer against the Warriors. Not squander, but just what he could have done off of that with his legacy both on and off the court it's just been a weird weird trip and phil's kind of been that way since the pga and now this release it, it you know they're saying the live golf thing it's just because this is the deadline and they probably knew it would be leaked by the tour or uh live itself so they got out in front of it and said hey we're, we're qualified i just wonder like what's what's Phil's career look like from here? Like, what's he trying to do? Like the TV, like he had so much, he had so much potential to be like this TV making millions in TV, right? That's gone. The Ryder cup thing might be gone. According to Davis. There's so many avenues that have been shut down. And I know the live thing might be opening other ones for him in a different way, but there's so many, like his public life has been changed. The other thing is his comments might've shut down some of the live stuff. Like, that's the other thing is that I think that Phil's I think Phil's involvement with Saudi Arabia, the golf was just the tip of the iceberg. 
I think that the the big piece of pie for Phil there is not the five years more that he plays golf. It was centered around the massive amount of golf development and uh, and resort development that that Saudi Arabia <clears throat> wants to do because they look at Dubai and sees how see how Dubai is this great golf destination for for Europe and yeah. Asia and they looked at at um that and Phil looked at that as his path to becoming a you know hun- amassing hundreds of millions of dollars in net worth as a developer if not billions of dollars <coughs> of net worth from that okay i yeah and and, I and think, it seems to still be th- pursuing it, it based well, on this and i think know. that that's where you know, you talk about all the things that he blew up. Right. Who knows about that? Like yeah. he's it, like they've said oh, he's welcome to play. You know, he's he's welcome. But I imagine when you get higher and higher up into that, there is some animosity, and maybe maybe that that avenue isn't necessarily open for him anymore. Right. Right. I mean, it's not. Yeah. If we're talking not, financial, those are, those are the things that we just know stuff. about, like the rider, right. the Ryder cup, the, yeah. you know, yeah. on a television, all right. of these things. But like, I think that's the other, the other aspect of, of Phil's legacy that goes, I noticed he has got a course design business. He probably would have had a lot of opportunities to be part of, of huge development deals with golf that would love to use his name, a la Arnold Palmer, Gary Player, Jack Nicholas, as we see, you know, and Greg Norman even, you know, yeah, his, uh, yeah. his, his Liz He's, compadre. His course is hosting the PGA Tour this week, the Vedanta Mexico Open. Um, so, yeah, it, it's just the one thing also, like, and again, this is not a financial net gain loss. I just think about Tiger walking up 18 and how, like, Tiger's committed some, some sort of misjudgments and uh, you know, he's walking up 18 with a limp from a car crash around the circumstances of which we kind of still don't maybe know all the details of, uh, but he's walking up and it's like universal praise, uh, appreciation and gratitude for him. Like being there, like we talked about the power of that moment, Fred Ridley coming down to the first row to just be there and stand up himself and clap. Like, I don't know if that ever happens for Phil again, like, like universal kind of like that. You know what yeah. I mean? And and it's not like Tiger's been clean through his 20 plus years either, but it, it just feels like Phil has fundamentally uh, changed. And I just wonder what's left. What, what does his golf career look like for you? Like he's going to play the PGA. I think maybe to play the U S open, maybe, uh, like we, I'd love to see him play at St. Andrews. I just don't know what's left. How many years? What's the crazy part is he's a defending freaking champion. This isn't somebody who's hasn't won in a major in 20 years. I think the big thing fans might forgive him, and we could see some scenes of, of where people that are Phil fans and don't, there are probably a subset of people that didn't don't find what he did necessarily that bad, but I think the difference between like Tiger's redemption tour and comeback tour and Phil's potential from these things is that Phil has lost the respect of his peers. Oh, and yeah. for that reason, he will never be, you know, embraced the way that that Tiger. But that being said, I I don't think it's crazy to think that there's a world where the fans welcome him with open arms. Yeah, I don't. Still, uh, yeah. He's still going to be a spectacle. People are still going to watch him. He's still going to bring more 
entertainment, more eyeballs to the tour than anybody not named Tiger. That yeah. I mean, like he's still the de facto number two biggest superstar in golf. I mean, and remember? So go ahead. That's where there's still massive appeal for him wherever he tees it up next. London Centurion Golf Club. I just remember we remember we were there at Kiowa. How nuts it was! Just compared to Brooks, the people, the fans, I think can easily get back behind him when he starts playing again. Um, all right, let's do an ad read real quick for Gooder. Uh, our friends, uh, incredible amount of, of um, in the wild Gooder interactions lately. We've They're had back. a ton of people. I got to say, promo They're code is active. We've got a bunch of messages. It was off for a little bit. They're on board, I think, for the rest of the year. Promo code is SGS at Gooder.com. Watch your vowels. Don't put too many in there. It's G-O-O-D-R, Gooder.com. Use the promo code SGS. You get uh, 15% off, I think it is. For those that don't know what they are, they're They're great affordable sunglasses. They're $25. They are polarized. They're wonderful sunglasses. No slip, no bounce, all that stuff sort of absent-minded human being like myself it's it's incredibly liberating to have a pair of sunglasses that aren't pieces of shit they're good sunglasses that you can wear and then also not be like freaked out like last yesterday i mean will is always with me and i always misplace my sunglasses it's just i lost a pair at the masters that are expensive and i you know whatever it you know you move on. It happens. It's going to yeah. happen. But I, I misplaced him yesterday, and then I found him this morning in the airport, and he was like, oh, I knew that was going to happen. I'm just happy that I was here for it. But I got to say this. I, went, I, I was showing Will around L.A. He had never been to L.A., so he wanted to see some stuff, and we cruised through Santa Monica, and I took him over to Abikini. And Abikini is in Venice. It's just this like, high and tidy street that's got like every designer brand on it known to man. And sure enough, we see the Ray-Ban store and, and we point out and Will's like, oh, Ray-Ban store. And we're like, we like made, we were like, oh, it's too bad there's not a gooder store. Literally, we walked like 50 yards down the street and I look to my left. And I'm like, oh my God, there's a gooder store. <laughs> so we Did went you go in? in. Yeah, oh, we went God. in, perused. I didn't buy a pair, but I thought about it. I tried some on, got to yeah. see how they fit. But anyways, there are people all over the place and gooder. And this Abbott Kinney's filled with sunglass shops. We walked by a bunch. There weren't yep. many people in any oh. of the other sunglass yeah. shops. Gooder, I'm I think Gooder's you. probably an outcast. They're they're exposing the racket that is the sunglass industry. These yeah. are quality sunglasses. For a price that's not going to break your budget. Like you can buy a couple pairs and try yes. stuff out. That's the yes. best part about it. So, hey, they don't accept our promo code at the Gooder store on Abikini and Venice, but they do <laughs> online at gooder.com. Use the promo code SGS. Get yourself some new shades. What's the pro- what's actually the promotion? I forgot what it it's is. It's 15% off with the code SGS. I would also note if you get more, I, w- I would get a bundle. I just want to say the ones I lost to the Masters were old, pre-Gooder, at Hilton Head, everybody was wearing Gooders. All these people of high fashion and discerning taste. Everybody's in Gooder. SGS at checkout. So you said get multiple. If you get orders over $50, you get free shipping in the U.S. I would just get multiple ones and use SGS for 15% off. I used uh, to always joke that I wanted to put a, a Costco member on my resume. Yeah. 
you know, because I wanted people to know that I knew. A good yeah, deal. right. Yeah. You, you, what do you wear? Good or wear? So you look smart. This is honestly no no BS. This is like one of our best partners we've had. Like it's just such a great. We don't even need talking points. Such an easy thing to sell. Yeah, we had so people, many people ask us for this promo cut. I'm people not come up to me and, and say thank you for introducing me to Gooder. All right, but now we're fluffing him a little too much. But it's not. It's the honest to god truth. All right, moving on. Um. Live golf. We talked about it. And Phil has, has committed, or at least you know, applied for the waiver. Live golf apparently has fifteen of the top one hundred. I believe Bob Herrick had this first at the si.com website. Uh, fifteen of the top one hundred have asked for waivers uh, for this London event, Centurion Golf Club, July or June 9th to eleven. Um, apparently, the Telegraph. I think that's James Corrigan reported that Sergio Westy, Poulter, and Usti, the big brown boys, are getting in there. Uh, have emerged as likely participants. And uh, Telegraph also said uh, that they would feature at least three major winners, which could be Sergio and Usti as well, not Poulter well, or Westy, uh, as Phil we know. Too. Phil's could be Phil. So that, that could be your three right I, I, had, I wrote down a few others that I would suspect I, I, I could potentially see. Obviously, Adam Scott, uh, he said on the No Laying Up podcast that he was it was appealing to him. Uh, he said it at Riviera again. Uh, yep. Yeah. Obviously, Bubba. Bubba just like vacated the premises. <laughs> yeah, what's going on with Bubba? I don't know. He, he was like very linked to it, and then he just vacated the premises. He, he, he with, released. He tweeted like his schedule, proposed oh, schedule was, with opposite events that would be opposite whatever. He didn't like the cannon fodder. He was. He was a little cannon fodder. Um, Sh- Shane Lowry. You guess you're not you're we're not reporting just, these. Just, we're just yeah, like guessing just who guessing. could be. Like, I thought he it, said he was out. He came back and said he was out. Well, offended the, that his the, name the was politician, being, the politician yeah. comment. Yeah. Um, HV3, Coke crack. Nah, like we got to assume. I don't know Paul who's K- in the top Paul 100. Casey, Paul Casey. Dick. I, I can't foresee a world in which Dick Bland doesn't go. <laughs> like there's, there's London, no way yeah. that that's not. He's not going like I, I just. He's he battled around forever. Like I don't think. Like I think when you start to look at the top 100, like the 15 in the top 100, think about Danny Van Tonder and Dean Burmeister. Yeah, there's uh, some guys. Uh, Andre Arnaus. Yeah, uh, hundreds L- a lot. Lolotha Ball. Like these guys have been battling it out on the Euro Tour for like two million dollar purses, and you're gonna wave. Tw- yeah. They're gonna go. Like yeah, they'd be crazy not to. They're yes. one, you know, one of the better players in the field, and they could completely change their lives with the yeah, money. Yeah, so Sean Norris top one hundred is like it's not like fifteen to top fifty. It's a it, it, there could it's you know who knows what's there at the bottom. Yeah, swimming around there. Um, so so who knows? I, and I guess that would be my other point, dovetailing with Phil and just feeling icky. Like this thing just sucks, and that's not a profound, <laughs> insightful statement. It just sucks. It's such a... Now, hold there, on. There could be so much enthusiasm and excitement about some sort of disruption and upstart challenger to the PGA Tour. And everything about this just sucks. The courses are blah and stink. The players are this mishmash of just like bad guys, old guys, uninspiring guys. 
and a few maybe guys that are except you know okay I'm push back a little here. it just it's just there's no juice and there's no it's like half a series it's no like there's it doesn't like it's you if you commit to one you don't have to play the next one there's just no like format or structure around this thing and i think it just it's a downer there could be so much enthusiasm and juice and this is not even getting into the moral quandaries of the saudi backed part of it i'm talking about the actual product that's being presented to us so far it just blows there's no, i would love to get behind something that was a different kind of golf product and everything about this is just a bummer so far can i push back yeah Here's why maybe it's not the worst thing ever. I saw that Sean Zock wrote something for golf.com. He, he, a report <coughs> about another pack, pack meeting where they discussed, yeah, you know, changes to the schedule, wholesale changes to the schedule where when we go to the fall and there's a field like there is this week with nobody in it, it's not worth any FedEx cup points. I mean, that, that's a welcome change. This yeah. is a good, it's pushing the tour potentially into a better direction. That there might be a team competition, a three-week international team competition. Now, who knows? It will probably suck. I'm going yeah. to just say it'll probably suck because the tour is not good at, at executing new ideas and having them turn out well. They're not good at it. Yeah. But if we are getting to a point where there are less events that have the same amount of FedEx Cup points, <laughs> we are going in the right direction. We All are right. we are getting to the point where the playoffs, the whole tour might be taken more seriously if we get to a point where there's only 20 events that really actually matter. All right, but I don't think that totally addresses like I just just, I'm just how saying, much of this this live part is just like All uh, I'm saying uh, is not that great. The live sucks, and this would all be better if if live didn't suck. If, if it wasn't Saudi, if had a great if Greg format, Norman, real people behind yeah, it, real if, administration, like not Norman and yeah. not the Phil. So uh, if if all this stain. was better, all yeah. this all this would be better. But yeah. all I'm saying is that they <clears throat> are pushing welcome changes to the tour. They the discourse on the tour. It's not about adding some shit soulless event that offers 500 FedEx Cup points at, at a point in the schedule where nobody cares about golf. Yeah, That is not the discourse that's going on on the PGA Tour right now. And I think that in itself is a valuable point. Now, would it be even better if it, was, if it wasn't a bunch of hooligans and guys that kill people and, and have no value of women's rights behind it? Yeah, if it if it wasn't a guy that well, may have lost his marbles and complains about his his boat captain leaving on New Year's Day or whatever it was, would it be better if that guy that? wasn't running? It? No, no, Norman. Norman. Oh God! If that guy wasn't running the tour, yes, absolutely. Uh, anyways, and but- maybe it would be pushing the tour further. But it is proving the point that competition improves the de facto product. Yeah. And, and and the tour sorely needs competition. Now I, this isn't the right competition. They suck. I just but I don't even know what it is. A guy could play in London and then he's not really on it. it, it like there's a team race, maybe it just is so. 
it's just and they but of course the great beauty of their budget they have is they could like you know play with a bunch of recipes and you know serve you something that's garbage on a plate and keep working with it because they have the budget to fail a bunch apparently i just it's coming out of the gates just horribly for me and that says nothing of the actual funding uh related to that um trump Doral, this is the latest now trump Doral. I don't know who had this first. We'll be hosting the finale event. It's $50 million finale. We'll be at Trump Doral. I don't know. That doesn't do a lot for me. It was a PGA Tour course. Inspired some some spicy hatred of, of the, of you know, guys hitting balls in the water and the balls, you know, a couple of times would be mid-March, would be firm. And you'd come out of there with guys tweeting about how it was Mickey Mouse golf and garbage. But uh, that was fun. But I don't know that it was ever one of my favorite tour stops. This will apparently be the $50 million match play knockout tournament with 12 teams. Winners share $16 million. Um, the winner, yeah, winner, the four-man team split $16 million. So this is uh, the latest venue added. Um, apparently, what a surprise! What a surprising venue to add. So they have Bedminster and Doral, and what's the pumpkin pumpkin patch the in pumpkin uh, patch. in in Portland? The pumpkin patch in in Rich Farms and the and the international are the states uh, U.S. events. I guess you know Eamon Lynch was saying this on Golf Channel. I guess the big date is that pumpkin pumpkin one. Because because that is a United States based event opposite a PGA Tour event in the United States, which is John Deere. And by law, PGA Tour by law, they cannot grant those waivers. So at that point, we're going to figure out like what like this is going to litigation. Like we cannot give you Jay Monahan by his own organizations by law. So there's an end around with the London one because it's not stateside. I think it's also opposite the Canadian Open, which is not in the United States, of course. So that that's like, all right, we're going to give you these waivers. It's more of like a Saudi international. We'll give you the waivers. Go do it. We're not. We don't. We're not crazy about it. But the pumpkin patch one seems like it will be sort of where the rubber meets the road on what happens when these guys ask for waivers. Because honestly, like Monahan cannot give grant the waivers by law. So we'll see. John Deere maybe. Uh, I don't know that 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 week, July one through third or something like that, is when when the real showdown starts. Maybe I'll head so. over to the deer. You know, you should Quad Cities ask a bunch of questions in the press conference before they muzzle you about uh <laughs> revoke my credential. Did you try to ask questions at the Masters? Yeah, I, I didn't tried, get called on. I tried twice. I didn't get called on either time. Hey, I what's mean, your like, favorite fruit? No, I had a good question. I I forgot what it was, but I had a good question. I had a question for Rory about um, <clears throat> about Scotty that didn't get asked that I want. I wish got. I wish I had gotten to ask. It was Scotty it was who Scheffler. Oh, it was okay. a, I I wanted to ask Rory, you know, why he thought it's been so hard for somebody to hold on to like the the top throne in golf and why we've oh. had such a you know as one of the people that's held on to it for his. his a considerable yeah. amount of time yeah yeah all right uh i think that does it do you have any other live thoughts doral the london event or phil you good we covered that I've, pretty I well think it, i mean i'm sure we'll get some more info information soon i i, I just, just a it's been a steady been faucet a, of yeah it's, it's great it's just like a uh well, they don't it's have a, any they're just throwing shit at the wall like if you were buttoned up and had your ducks in a row you wouldn't just be out there 
leaking left and right. It's always the same. I don't know. Anyways, uh, let's get to our schedule for the week. On the PGA Tour, we have the aforementioned Mexico Open Thursday through Sunday at Vallarta, Vallarta, Mexico. Par 71, 7,400 yards. Designed by Gregory J. Norman. Oh, we're doing this again. Is our guy back doing the notables? First, 7.3 million. It's the inaugural event. Alvaro, Alvaro Ortiz won the Mexico Open last year on the PGA Tour Latino America. I think that's I think that's appropriate. We should give a nod to uh, this event's history, whether it was Latino America or the PGA Tour, whether, you know, FedEx Cup event. Notables, Rom, Answer, Finau, Patrick Reed, Bob Garrigus making notables. Hey, someone was saying he's like a trust fund guy. He's really? a trust fund kid. And they're like, there's he's not doing the coke crack thing. I need the money. I'm gonna retire. Like, I guess he comes from comes from some cash, but I never knew that. Streelman is uh notable, which should give you an indication of this uh field. Smotherman. Oh, we're going the man group. Streelman, Smotherman, Hoffman, Inman, Manuel Inman, and Ben Willman who I think was a PGA section pro. Uh, this is whatever, your usual split. One to three on Golf Channel, three to six on CBS. Anything you want to say about the Mexico Open? I don't have much. I I like uh, I like that it's a national open. I'm excited <laughs> about that. I, I heard I, of big fairways, which doesn't seem like a Norman touch. I think it's going to be really hard second shot course. Okay. Um, but... Um, I think it'll be really wide and generous off the tee. So, you know, it, it might be worth looking at somebody that's a little longer, a little wild, that could get some short clubs and, and not find some trouble as much. Yeah. Um, but, uh, you know, I again, I, I hate to sound like a broken record, but like what what are we doing with this event right now? It's it's May. It's a great time in a lot of, a lot of the country to play golf uh or end of april and we're we're going down to mexico which is it, it's a great place to play golf all year round you know this event <coughs> does this event need to be now does this is this would the event be better served being somewhere in the united states would you get a better field probably probably you know now it's in between new orleans and dc which some <laughs> would be normally charlotte most week, most years so, so it's not I, an I easy think, flight Obviously, I think like the Mexican Open is a great event for the tour to run. It would be really cool if there was something more than a Monday qualifier for it. If there was like a real local qualifier um, besides exemptions, like, you know, this is where the tour having their kind of regulations really limits what they can do and why we see, you know, uh, idea. It's like where the good ideas go to die is these Goliath companies. But you know, if you were going to start this tournament from scratch, you probably could make it pretty neat and have a lot of like local flair and make it a really neat event. Um, but it's just a regular tour event. So you end up with a Monday qualifier. You have the sponsors exemptions, which are obviously played filled for the most part with local players, which is the, the local flair you're going to get. Um, I like the sponsors exemption for the members. You know, you have the unrestricted, which is like a lot of the local, like the Mexican players. The sponsor exemption for the members are Matt Every and Grayson Murray. What a well, duo. They figured they might add some spice. They might <laughs> The suspension bring- <laughs> duo. I mean, those guys have been in the principal's office a few times. Uh, Monday qualifiers, though, your guy made it. Patrick Flavin. Isn't he an Illinois guy? Yeah. Right. Highland oh, Park native. There you um, go. Illinois State Amp champ. Okay. You know, one, um, one of many. You know, he's he's got he just got a John Deere exemption, too. 
You know? Good. So. Do you have a one and done pick? Yeah, I do. Um, Long and wild is what you're saying. Short well, clubs. So I'm going, I'm kind of zigging. I, I, in my head, I was always going to save John Rahm for a major. Wow. But, but he is so far away the best <laughs> yeah. player in the field. Yeah. Like when you do the percentages, this is like an unbelievable opportunity for him to win. So yeah. like you get a major, it's kind of like, does he get on the right side of the draw? Does he have it that week? It's kind of a crapshoot. Like this is an event that John Rahm playing with his B game could win by a couple shots. So yep. like when you look at it, I, I kind of pulled up data golf to see where they are in like his rankings. You know, the next best Rom's like five there. And obviously he's two in the OWGR. I think just from a quick look, the next best player in the field in data golf's rankings is Abe answer. Who's 36. I mean, when, I want to say he's not been great lately, but I he hasn't. Finau has been awful. He's the next highest ranked, but I mean, like you're talking <laughs> about Rom, and then the cliff is Abe Answer, who's dropped in the world rankings this year. Tony Finau, who's plummeted in the world rankings this year. Kevin yeah. Na, who long course wide fairways probably like I I yeah. don't know necessarily yeah. fit. He's a good player, but Pat Reed, who's been pretty miserable, terrible. This year. Those are the top five the players that you get to Cam- Cameron Trigali, who's obviously he's played well this year, but it's Cameron Trigali. Are you like, yeah, you're looking at, you want to pick up wins and one and done. That's what, yeah. that's what drives your one and done. I like going, I, I, if you haven't used them and you're, you feel confident. Like I always feel confident with this a, a major, gambling like, podcast. You kind of don't know what you're doing. Yeah. With majors, like every we talked about this after the Masters, it's like every major you're kind of just like, <clears throat> well, I don't know who to pick. Like it, it's yeah. like it, you could be one of ten guys, and yep. here it's like, well, why wouldn't I just pick Rom? He's far so and away the dominant. best player. Yeah, you're talking about like a, a Tiger and his not not Tiger and his prime odds, but he's just very heavily the best player in the field. So like it's yeah. not even close. There's nobody that you could say, even though Rom hasn't been playing well, there's no, nobody hasn't. on here that, that is even close. That you're using them when he's not playing well, been playing well. That would be a pushback. But this is what I'm saying. Like his not playing well is T ten in a, a stacked field. Right. This is a complete shit field. Right. All right, so you're taking Rom. I'm going to go off the board. I was thinking Finau maybe, but again, he's not been playing well. I, I was thinking about Aaron Wise. What do you think about that? I'm going to go with Aaron Wise. We'll just throw. I think I saw I was almost in last place in this one and done pick. So nobody take my my gambling advice for any kind of great uh, weight. But I'm going to take Aaron Wise. You're going to take John Rom. That's our one and done pick for the week. Uh, continuing on with our schedule for the week. <clears throat> on the LPGA with the Palos, Palos Verdes Championship. This is Palos Verdes Golf Club in California. You were just there, I believe. Designed, uh, par 71, 6,400 yards, designed by William P. Quotes, Billy Bell and George C. Thomas. The purse is 1.5 I, I million. I want to put something out there right away. Okay. This is not a George Thomas course. Okay. You're going to hear it a lot. It's a Billy Bell course. Billy Bell is a phenomenal. Billy P. Bell. Not F, great yep. architect. Yep. F, kind of a flunky. Nepotism doesn't work well in golf architecture. Yeah. It's the sun. But this is a Billy Bell course. It shouldn't take away at all from excitement that it's not a George <clears throat> Thomas course. It's a great golf course. Okay. Really fun golf course. 
Okay. Uh, purse is 1.5 million. It's the inaugural event. That is not a great purse, but you know, what are we going to do? I, I mean, well, at least they don't it, have it to travel. Yeah. Yeah. They it are is expensive, it's an expensive city. Though. City. Sure. Notables. Jin Yun Ko, NB Park, Danielle Kane, Lexi Thompson, Jennifer Cupshow, Lydia Ko, Brooke Henderson, Rachel Keen, and Anna Davis. You're a, uh, Anwa winner, the teenager, is playing. Uh, this will be on Golf Channel, more primetime golf, which is great. Just like at Wilshire, it's 6 to 9 on the weekend, 6.30 to 9.30 on uh, Thursday and Friday, which is good. This is a good event. Yeah, this is it's super cool. It's a super cool contrast to Wilshire, which uh, Wilshire's like pretty flat and... <clears throat> You know where the interest is is in hazard in hazard. So you got the Barranca and the and the bunkers. This is a, a golf course that's on a very severe plot of land. It's in Palos Verdes, which is like kind of like the mountains, and it overlooks the ocean. You're gonna lot big catnip this week. <coughs> views. You won't believe the views at Palos. All Verdes. right. Okay. That is that is going to be catnip central this week for the LPGA tour. Look at those views, but. With the views, it's a really cool, delightful golf course. It's going to be like a bear to walk. I think they flipped the nines. I, I'm almost positive. One of the unique things about this course, too, I've never heard of this before. So it's owned by the city of Palos Verdes, I believe. And, you know, this is this is what I've been told. This is not a, you know, I'm not reporting this. I, will, I could get verification. I didn't before this. But... It's owned by the city of Palos Verdes, which is they lease it to the club and they have a revenue share. Now, part of the rules with this lease are, is that 80% of the members have to live in Palos Verdes, ah. which is like this really small little like fascinating. It's like a hilly town. It's like yeah. right on the hill. It's like yeah. it's not a big town. Yeah. So 80% of the members have to come in from there. They pay a lower price than yeah. the 20% that can be outside of the outside of the town interesting so if you if you own a place in palace Verdes, it's, it's pretty easy to become across a membership it's like it's like you move to a place for the school district if you're like a golf nut maybe you move here get a good deal on a great a pretty good course great course maybe but i don't know i mean it should be really fun to watch because of how dramatic the land is like you're gonna see a lot of <laughs> There's some uh cool holes that like go super downhill and super uphill but the downhill ones you know, they have greens that run away really hard and you have to bounce them in. I think that it'll be on the front nine, unfortunately, um, where a few of those holes are like the four. I mean, I think it's the 13th hole. It'll be like the fourth hole, the fifth hole Yeah. Um, on the back nine, which is usually the front nine. There's some really neat holes, too. There's like the 11th is this beautiful par three that looks over the ocean. Then they have a dramatic downhill par three, a dramatic uphill par five right at uh uh, it would be like kind of 13, 14, but it, it, it will be a really fun course to watch um, and a, a good contrast in the same city, which I think is cool. It's like yep. dramatically different golf course in the same city um, as Wilshire. So yep. okay. I uh, not a lot of people have seen the course because of the way the club is with like the you have to be like a local effectively. You yeah. know, there aren't like members all over L.A. So it's a course that is you hear nothing about. And right. uh, when I went out to see it, I was like, kind of like, wow, I can't believe I've never heard anything about this place. It's really cool, really fun. And um, 
Todd Eckerode's been doing some work there and it, hopefully they keep doing it and hopefully they do more. Like it would be really cool to see it become a regular on the LPGA tour. Um, okay. Yeah. Continuing on. That's again, good primetime stuff. LPGA hitting a sweet spot. Schedule for the week. PGA tour champions in Sparity invitational. So it's Friday to Sunday at the Woodlands country club, the Woodlands, Texas. I think that's an invited course. If I'm not mistaken, one of their, their star state in the, in the staple, uh, par 72, 7,000 yards designed by Robert Von Haggy Hag and Bruce Devlin. 2.3 million is the purse. Defending champ is Mike Weir. Notables, Bernhard, Ernie, Retief, Podrick, Steve Stricker, John Daly, <laughs> Esteban Toledo, Stephen Ames, and Woody Austin <clears throat> are all in there. Is that a is that a city trio? Toledo, Ames, and Austin. Um, this is, you know, you don't need to know. It's on Golf Channel, but I'm not even going to tell you. The Insperity Invitational. If you are you know, gun ho about watching this. You can look it up on the DP world tour, the Catalonia championship Thursday through Sunday. This is in Catalonia golf and wellness in Spain. 7,300 yards designed by Neil Coles purses, 2 million. It's an inaugural event. Notables Scrivener, Marunk, James, James Morrison, Dick Bland, <laughs> Jack senior, Pep Anglis or Pep angles. Just these are you know, some of our favorites over the years. Nikolai Hogard. I can't believe all those guys got listed ahead of Nikolai Hogard. Ewan Ferguson and Tom Lewis. Uh, <laughs> this is coffee golf, eight to one. I've heard this course is insane. You walk up to the tee, then you walk way down to the fairway, and then you walk up to the green over and over and over again. Just a lot of uh, a lot of hills. The same tees are elevated, greens are elevated, fairways down in between, from what I understand. Uh, And that's it for your schedule for the week. I got to say, I'm I'm eagerly anticipating the first. uh, I was bummed to see Kutsia's not in the field. The first Larotha Bowl, um, Kutsia head-to-head opportunity we get. (laughs) Uh, But the Scrivener's there. Bland, Senior, Anglis. It's a good good field down at uh, Catalonia. All right, that's it. That does it for this. Uh, is there any other news we need to talk about? That's your schedule for the week. We, we hit on everything that's important, and we're running long here. All right, everyone enjoy your Wednesdays. Enjoy your Friday juniors. E-meet some people out there you know, before the weekends, and uh, we'll catch up with you on uh, Friday. 